What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Post to Post podcast. This week's episode is episode 115, presented by Corona Premier, as always, the official beer of the Post to Post podcast. My co-host, Matt Small, with me as always. We are through the first round of the playoffs. Fuck yeah. And we're going to do a little recap, Matt. How have you been? Uh, I have been great. It is Friday, buddy. I got to work. Well, actually, no. We're... <laughs> Recording so much later than we usually do. It's technically Saturday at this point. Now. Very nice. It Love is that. Past midnight. So uh, here we are. Here we are on a Friday, Saturday, early morning. I guess yep. recording this. Gonna love this tomorrow when I'm doing yard work at 8 a.m. Love this tomorrow when I wake up and have to go to work tomorrow morning. So here we are. But uh, we got first round playoffs finally finished in the books. In the books. And um, it, it's just been great. I was telling you the second round. Too, I, I was telling you too. I was actually telling everyone on the podcast. First round was fucking great. There was no matchup that I hated whatsoever. Like I loved every single matchup. Every matchup was fun to watch. And then the second round too is just fucking great. It's every matchup is like damn. Like I can't wait to watch that game. Like there's no boring matchup in this uh, this playoffs. I can't remember last time. I can't remember last time there has been a uh, NHL playoffs where I didn't care what am i trying to say like I, I didn't care about a matchup you know you know honestly i'm not too thrilled about seattle dallas like really i think dallas and minnesota could have went either way for me like it didn't really matter and then like i wanted colorado and now seattle's in so like i don't know that that one series doesn't really get the job done for me mm. uh, but other than that i 100 percent agree i do think there's not really a lot of boring matchups which is nice yeah yeah that's what i meant yeah there's no boring at, at all that seattle crack and dallas series was just like it was like peak shit. We were just like, wow, this is fucking NHL players right here, like back and forth. Yeah. Kind of crazy to watch. The Carolina Islanders in the first round was another one that I think people looked at and was like, oh, this is kind of kind of boring. Kind of fell through, yep. But do you want to start it off and get through the first round recap? Yeah. All right, so we have the Florida Panthers uh, beating out the President's Trophy winning Boston Bruins in seven games. Um, very surprising, I think. Uh, I heard a stat online that 70% of the money that was bet in Vegas was on the Bruins or the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. I want to, so, talk, about, I want to talk about the Florida Panthers later on because yeah. they're going to be playing the— uh, We'll be covering them in the second round because they're on. Exactly. Um, uh, but with 70% of the money in Vegas on those two teams, with both of them being eliminated, this is like the classic point of the house always wins. Like yeah. 70% of the bets made, the, the, the money's already paying everything right, else gone. out. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it's nuts. It's crazy to even think about. It was wild for the Boston Bruins to go down 3-1 in the series. I think the Bruins have seen that since the was it, the Flyers series back in like 20... Yeah, where they were up 3-1 and got flipped on. 2013, yeah. Yeah. But it was wild. That that series, man, um, it's one thing I got to say, and it's because we know now what these players were going through. Same thing with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning uh, is out, and the, the Boston Bruins are out, and the... Uh, the health um, or I, I injury, say, report. injury report that came out too was a lot of these players are just fucking playing hurt. Like uh, Patrice Bergeron, who that that this series fucking. If you're a Boston Bruins fan anyway, uh, like regardless that this this fucking playoff series just fucking hurt um, in general because Patrice Bergeron this is probably his, like his last uh, season with the Boston Bruins, but he was playing with a herniated disc, and you're like Jesus Christ. You look at these injury reports. I, you look at these injury reports and you realize that these guys are playing with some serious fucking injuries and they're getting through it and they're playing against like NHL players, like top players in like the entire world and that 
top player, top hockey players in the entire world, and they're like not even just that, but also also playoff hockey. And you really got to give it to him, man. They're hurting a disc, and you're still playing like at that top level, trying to push through like the pan shit, man. I, I just I give it to these teams, both Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins, to really push through and you know try their hardest to fucking get through. I know we've been talking shit about them uh, for the past two weeks because they just looked fucking terrible defensively gonna get anything done offensively like it was just it was just kind of rough but now these injury reports come out it, it kind of makes a lot more sense now what uh what happened but yes and no i mean it was really just bergeron and Olmark, don't you think i mean colorado and tampa make a ton of sense to me yeah like they colorado has missed i think the most man games in the in the regular season i think they missed 450 games due to injury oh shit. Uh, collectively uh and tampa bay too they had a ton of guys that were that were hurt, star players in their lineup that were playing through it. Interesting. But I think the only two that came out to me were the Bergeron herniated disc, and they said that Olmark had something that was pretty severe, but we still haven't heard what that was. Yeah, I tried. Um, I didn't have much time this week, fucking at all. Like before recording, I was we were going through the highlights of some games that I missed or we missed or whatever the fuck. And um, there was a game three, game four. I think of uh, the Boss Bruins series, um, and I can't find it. I, it's, I'll, when I have the time off, I'll finally look at it. I'll put, for YouTube. I'll put it on here if the highlights even have it to begin with. But Omar came across to make a save on his right side, and he was slow as shit to get up. But he got up. He was fine. The rest of the highlights, the rest of the game, he like never got off. He was fine, and he kept playing. And I was like, "Oh, he must be fine." But then when he came out, the uh, when he came out, he goes, "Yeah, I've been playing with the uh, injured leg." I'm like, "That's the fucking play right there." And I'll, I'll, I'll put try to again put the uh, clip down there. But I don't know. Like as a goalie, you know you're like hurt. I know they talked to him after this whole series. We're just like, you know your fucking legs hurt. The team's like trying his best to like get to like the round two. As a goalie, as Linus Allmark. Do you personally be like, I should probably sit this one out and let Jeremy Swayman take it? It's too much speculation about, one, what the injury is, and two, about the coach-player dynamic and Linus Omark's own personal opinions on the matter to yeah. even come up with an answer for that, I think, because you, you don't really know how it works. Like, obviously, we've heard about Vasilevsky and uh, John Cooper's relationship and how things kind of work down work there, out, but yep. we, we really know nothing here, so I, I can't really speculate on it. But yeah. I think as a coach... The decision should have been made after Game 5, where I think Ulmark played his worst game out of the oh, net yeah. for three of the four goals. Yeah. Um, I think Swayman should have been the starter in Game 6. Worst case scenario, in my opinion, Swayman loses that game. You go back to Ulmark, who's now on a game of rest, yep. and you hope that he can pull off a Game oh, 7 oh, for you. Like yep. it, There doesn't end up being any of these question marks. like right. Where Swayman goes into Game 7... After Olmark had another bad game in Game Six, losing seven to five, and now the entire season is resting on this guy's shoulder, who hasn't played in call it six, seven, eight games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think just the whole thing was done wrong. I think the lines were shuffled very poorly. I think Jim Montgomery himself has a lot of questions to answer as a oh, coach. Oh yeah, one thousand um, percent. But yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens next season. I think. Uh, in my opinion, if Bergeron isn't coming back, Krejci is also not coming back. Mm-hmm. The team needs to fill two very key roles yep. uh, in slots where, you know, those two guys not coming back doesn't create enough money to fill the the boots that those guys have on the team. No. And I also think that they're looking at a lot of uh, 
unrestricted or restricted free agents this offseason. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of guys looking for a paycheck, like a Tyler Bertuzzi, that I think we should pay, and a lot of guys looking for another okay. contract in like a Taylor Hall, who I don't know if we really should pay, honestly. I think he deserves more than we are able to give him, and I think that he can go to another market and make more money somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Hall, Tyler Bertuzzi, too, just... Man, did he fucking show his what he can do in the playoffs, man. He was fucking he was great, man. He shined in the playoffs. Taylor Hall too. There's a bunch of players that did. I like Dorlob and Hathaway a lot too. Dorlob, yep, Hathaway. Um there was a few all the deadline acquisitions really. There's a few weird ones that kind of just fell through the uh cracks there too. Uh, the Hampus Lindholm did not look too well um in the in this series whatsoever, but yeah. um I, I mean to really break this down, it it is what it is. It fucking hurts to see a Bruins team who uh, regular season <coughs> best record in the N- NHL history just go down. Even, even worse, even like just to go down in the first round from being up three one in the series. Like that, 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 I think that's what hurts the fucking most for this team. But, it was almost expected when they lost Game Five, though. Like. Holy shit. Like, yeah. They're kind of fucked. Yeah. Florida's forecheck looks so fucking good their entire series. Like, they were all over them in their own zone, and just the Bruins couldn't get the puck out at all. They were just being sloppy, lazy in their own end. Yeah. Forwards weren't helping back. I don't know. It was just bad. It's wild how perfectly fucking timed the Florida Panthers fire under their ass just happened. Down 3 1 in this, again, down 3 1 in this fucking series. And then the. Uh, the goalie change from Alex Line of Sergey Bobrovsky, who has been fucking Vesna, like back in the day, Vesna looking like Bobrovsky, who we've seen years ago, and in, the, in these fucking playoffs, and you're like, holy shit, where the hell did you come from? And uh, it, it's crazy to see that, mainly because Alex Lyon, the backup, was the fucking starter for this round one against the Boston Bruins, which is just insane to think about. And they again, they threw Bobrovsky in, and he goes, no, nope, I'm ready for this shit. I'm ready to shut the fucking door. And he did. Yeah, the, the Panthers were also the team to eliminate the President's Trophy winning uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019, who also set a league record for points mm-hmm. uh, that the Bruins just beat. I mean, that the Bruins, <coughs> excuse me, just passed that record from Tampa in 19. Um, the Panthers, though, are on a five-game win streak now. We're going to get into them later on in the second round. But they're up 2 to nothing over the Leafs, mm-hmm. and they haven't lost in five games. So they're looking good. Um, really one good. thing that slipped my mind that we're going to get to later, too, these guys were the President's Trophy winners last year. Yeah. Like, we're not really thinking about that at all. No. And I think that they are not as bad of a team as their placement is in the division. You no, know what I mean? Fuck no. no. Um, but... What's going to suck for you, Matt, is that I had Florida in seven games, so you were going to be doing <laughs> ten push, uh, ten pull-ups. Oh yeah, for that right. loss. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh boy, it is. It is what it is. Well, enjoy that. Enjoy before, that. Before. Uh, before all the punishments hit me, I do want to say that the viewership we talk about. Uh, this is a few months ago. We talked about NHL viewership kind of falling down. Uh, there's actually a clip, post-post clip that we have on our YouTube about it if you want to go check it out. And uh, But the viewership has fucking soared with this round one. So uh, viewership averaged 959,000 viewers on TNT and TBS, making it the most watched NHL first round ever. So fucking big, big big jump for the for just NHL just in general so this is really really cool. You know what this also says to me, you know who doesn't give a fuck about the massive contract that they paid to the NHL is the fucking ESPN. Yep. How are these two guys having that high of viewership 
but you don't even post fucking highlights. Like ESPN does not give fucking a fuck about shit. hockey. Nope. They do not care. And it's like just embarrassing that like you would even like accept their contract for the amount of money that they paid you just to like Half not ass. cover your league at all. Yep, exactly. Like I think it's a joke. But mm. TNT, the panel is great. I oh, think yeah. the basketball panel is great. Great. TBS is kind of a weird channel to have it on, but like it's kind of always there too. So yeah. um yeah, I think I think it's great for the league. That's that's incredible. 100%. Yeah, I was going to say TNT fucking just nailed it for uh, NHL. I think just in sports in general like how you said with the NBA and everything too. Yeah. Uh but that was really fucking cool. Um as for round 1 here, um, is there anything else you kind of wanted to break down at all? Like any more? Yeah, we got to go through, uh, four more series okay. because we, though they didn't wrap up before we recorded the oh, last that's episode. Right. Yep. Uh, Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Toronto ends up beating the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games this series. Champa. Um, that puts you in the win column there. Hey. And that makes me do 30 more pushups. Right on that Maple Leafs, buddy. Um, yeah, that was uh, – I love that series. I'm shocked that really didn't go seven, but the Toronto Maple Leafs are really fucking all over the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. But we just – we talked about them uh, a couple weeks ago where we are just like maybe they're just a team where they're just burnt out. Like you said, they – for years now, they just go deep into the playoffs and – I think this is just a uh, this is just a year where they get to the playoffs and there's some burnout here. There's some uh, wear and tear. There's some wear and tear, and uh, <coughs> here, here we are with the um, with the first round exit here for Tampa Lightning. But I don't take any I don't take fucking anything away from John Cooper or just the Tampa Lightning team whatsoever. I think give them this long overdue like long vacation like off season for them to. Uh, figure things out to heal and get better and warm up for the next season. And I don't know, you're going to see another, uh, you'll see him in the playoffs again next year. I don't, I don't, can't see why the fuck not. Yeah, while we're on that little tidbit, the last Stanley Cup win per every team left in the postseason. So obviously, Tampa Bay Lightning are out. Um, the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, are out. So the Carolina Hurricanes are the most recent team that's left in the playoffs to have won the Cup in 2006. Before that, the Devils in 03, the Stars in 99, and then the Oilers in 90, and the Leafs in 67. Nice. The other three teams, Florida, Seattle, and Vegas, have never won the Cup. Hmm. So we're going to get a true, new, fresh Stanley Cup champion this uh, postseason. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's what I love. (coughs) That's what I fucking love about it. Uh, While we're on that as well, my Stanley Cup champion preseason pick, the New York Rangers, is Uh, a dead pick now. So we are looking at the Carolina Hurricanes to carry the torch from Matt to pick the Stanley Cup champion. Buddy, buddy, they shit the fucking bed. New York Rangers here? Oh, man. Yeah. It's not a good look for them. Yep, we're going to cover that series as well, which is good. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of my futures are dead except for, which one is it? So uh, Vegas. Vegas Vegas. is our last future that's alive. Calgary didn't make the playoffs. The Rangers have been eliminated. The Minnesota Wild have been eliminated. So mm. I'm on the Vegas train. Matt says Carolina's winning the cup from the beginning of the season. Uh, he's a big Toronto guy too. Yep. But we're going to move on to the Devils and the Rangers series from round one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New Jersey Devils did win that series in uh, seven, games. seven games. So Matt hit that one on the head. And I will be doing ten pull-ups. How about that? Nice. That was a hell of a series, but... Storyline was Akira Schmid, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God, yeah. Akira Schmid was just the guy. He's the one that really fucking shut the door and really shined right now. I 
believe his stats were a 9-4-9 save percentage and a 4-1 record with maybe two shutouts. Two shutouts, yeah. Right? Yep. Like, that was that was nuts what he did to the Rangers. Um, currently, Carolina's leading this series, I believe, 2 to nothing after tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Um, a big win for the Canes tonight. I think it might have been 6-1. Oh, um, yeah. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy to see Carolina going up 2 nothing. But also, the Rangers did that last round, and the Devils came back to win in 7. So Ooh. we'll see what happens. Maybe Vitek Vanacek next game. The last two games that Schmid was in, he was pulled for Vanacek towards the end. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. This is what happens when you have goaltending issues. Yeah. Uh, we got two more series to cover from the first round, Seattle and Colorado. Matt was correct in picking Seattle in seven games here as well. Ten pull-ups for me. You. Yeah, baby. And if you want to just jump right into the last one, uh, um, Edmonton won their series in six games over the LA Kings, which means I have that one correct. Uh, 30 push-ups yeah, for Matt. I think I did do LA, yep. So that's an even four and four split through the first round. Yep. We have our punishments set. And I can rattle them off when we're uh, done covering the first round. That LA Kings Edmonton Oilers series was a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Um, like I said, like I said before, the round one, I, I I loved every series, but in my head, I was like, it's going to be a good series for the LA Kings because I think the LA Kings can fight against the Edmonton Oilers here. But it was just kind of weird to see uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, put more of a hurt on uh, the LA Kings here. Uh, I guess Will Farrow wasn't really doing the job there in the stands as he should have been. But I don't know. This is this is going to be a um, this is going to be a good learning point for the LA Kings here. Um, they're just getting in, getting in the playoffs and know they can kind of fight against a team like the Edmonton Oilers here. So it'll be interesting to see what they do next season. Exactly. Got Jonas Corposalo. We'll see. Yeah. Right. Goaltending just in general, but. Here we are at the Edmonton Oilers uh, in the next round here versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I don't know. Like, I, this, this first round's fucking great. Like, I, I really didn't have – I know we made picks for this first round, but I, I was really, like, on the fence with every single one of them. Like, I really didn't care about, like – I didn't want to say I don't care. but uh, we, we did it differently, too. I don't think it was a very good format the way that I decided to do that because mm-hmm. um, it was kind of confusing to see who was actually picking what and which way we leaned, so – this uh, round, we have second-round picks that are actually, like, what we think is going to happen. So yeah. this should go a little smoother, I think. A little smoother, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. First round. First round. was fucking great yet again. And, uh, I don't know, really not much more to say. Are you ready to see the punishments yeah, for us? Yeah, let's go for it. So I have a total of 60 push-ups and 20 pull-ups for myself. God damn. And you have 60 push-ups. 10 pull-ups in 8 miles on the treadmill. I'm going to throw up right now. Yeah. Ugh. Enjoy that. Jesus. We both avoided planks. Um, this round, there are two oppor- Sorry, three active opportunities for sweep. So if a sweep happens, we have some planks to do. Um, but if you want to, we can head into the second round when you're ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. By the time this drops, we'll have at least three, four games in? No. Well, well by the time this drops Monday, we'll have... Three games in per team, I think, yeah. So Something like that. Are you fucking ready for round two, buddy? Yes, sir. Who are we starting with? You pick. Uh, let's see. Want to start with the first one that we have up there, the Toronto versus Florida? Let's do it. Okay, let's fucking, let's fucking do it. All right. So Florida Panthers, uh, as we all know, I actually, as as we all know currently right now at 1230 midnight uh, on a Friday night, 
uh, is that the Florida Panthers are riding a fucking high right now. They just came back down again from a 3-1 series, from being down 3-1 series to, to statistically the best team in the NHL history. This is with Alex Lyon getting pulled, Sergey Bobrovsky on a fucking heater, and then Matthew Kachuk really doing his fucking job. <laughs> the, the whole team, Barkov, Kachuk, the, the fucking Uyghur, Mon- Montours for some fucking reason, the next Verhage. Bobby Orr all of a sudden, Verhage. Uh, th- everyone's hot as fuck at the right time. And here they are just blown by the uh, Boston Bruins coming into the second round, and they're riding that fucking heat stick. They just won two games away uh, versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is massive. And now they're back home for the next two in Florida. Uh, Florida also put in a thing saying they're only doing... They're only uh, they're limiting ticket sales to Florida state zip codes, or I think it might be U.S. residents. U.S. residents. So that uh, they're trying to limit the out of country, you know, away crowd, mm-hmm. so that the the stadium doesn't look like a Maple Leafs, you know, <laughs> home game. <laughs> but regardless, that this is going to be a insane series. Like, um, it's just uh, it's it's while the heat stick all of a sudden the Florida Panthers have, but. It's not it, this. I take this series as more of a refresher because you just said a few minutes ago about the uh, president's winning trophy, uh, Florida Panthers, who we all forgot about last year that was riding through the fucking playoffs. I think I had him as one of the best teams in the league last year, and I, I think I was riding them in again. One of my picks is, was in the playoffs, but this is also a team that got in. Like they just kind of just sneak snuck in, and it's like oh. You know, okay, here we go. And uh, they ended up turning out like the Tampa Bay Lightning, where just like, oh, they got in the playoffs and they're like, all right, well, here we go. Playoff playoff mode for the Florida Panthers here. Yeah, I and- think not having the President's Trophy is honestly the best thing you can do for yourself. Yeah. It's been now officially 10 years since the last uh, Stanley Cup champion won the President's Trophy. So. That's fucking wild how a trophy can be like such a, uh, uh, such a hurt. Or like such a. I don't know if it necessarily is, or if it's just the the way that the playoffs are in the NHL that anything can happen. Like I, I say it every year at the beginning of the season. As long as you punch your ticket to the playoffs, you can go on and win the cup. Like there's not there's nothing else stopping you. Yeah. Like any team can win. It's not it's not a, it's unlike any other postseason in professional sports. Mm-hmm. The one thing I do want to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs is that you guys have the fucking you guys have the team you guys have the players but you guys do not have goaltending at all. I, I think they have the offense. I don't know if they have the defense, defense. and I know that they don't have the goaltending. So like no. that's what makes things hard here. the The Panthers are getting the goaltending, they're getting the defense, and they're getting the off and they have the offense is what I'll say. Yeah. Like, oh, you can. You I don't can... know if they had the goaltending or the defense leading into the playoffs. But they're getting it now. I mean, yeah. I mean, Alex Lyon looked fucking fantastic <laughs> when he was in. Like, against the Bruins team who was just on fucking fire, just blasting away at him. And then, uh, if say if Bobrovsky, for some reason, just has a bad game, I am confident as fuck Alex Lyon's going in there just, like, getting the job done. Who, know, who do you – who's the backup now for uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? I can't uh, remember. Wall, right? Wall. Joseph Wall, Joseph maybe? Wall. What the, who the fuck, like – I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> – what if he, what if he's all of a sudden like a wall? Like they bring him in and it's like, oh shit, should have fucking started you forever ago. I just don't think that two goalies are gonna win the cup no matter what. If you end up having to utilize your backup more than any like more then than the average starter. team, yep. then you're gonna run into like first of all just the issue of who do I play now, and secondly like just 
the gameplay, the whole flow of the playoffs, it's just it won't feel right. Like no. it, it's just another piece to the puzzle that you shouldn't have to deal with. Right. Right. No, you're 100. percent And it doesn't help that some players just go down too. We're talking about Matthew Nice here. Uh, Last week I was watching Matthew Nye's first line with fucking Austin Matthews and Marner, and he looked fucking great. I mean, it, it helps when you're with Marner and um, Austin Matthews, but that spin-around goal was just, like, sick as shit. But we just found out that Matthew Nye's is out with a concussion and is unlikely to come back uh, for the rest of the series. So uh, that's going to be a hurt for the Toronto Maple Leafs there. And, like, what, what, uh, what the fuck do you do? I, I don't know. I don't think that's like such a big hurt that you're like, oh shit, what do we do? Yeah. Because we've slotted him into the lineup because he's young, he's a stud, we want him to get some time, and he's fitting in well. Yeah. I think that they are deep enough that they're not like, oh fuck, what are we going to do without a rookie who's played four games in the NHL? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they'll be okay without him. They are down to nothing. They're going to the away arena now, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really... I'm not as concerned about this team as I think I should be. Yes, the Panthers are hot. Yes, they're doing everything right. But these games are very close. Mm-hmm. And I think at a certain point, Tampa, uh, Toronto's offense is going to figure out the Florida Panthers soon enough. You got to fucking hope so. Yeah. Because like last game, uh, game two, uh, Toronto jumped on it right the fuck away. They're up 2 nothing, uh at the end of the first, right? Yep, yep. And then second period is when they kind of just fucking fell apart there, giving up three goals. And oh, no, I'm sorry. You're talking game one or game two? Game two. Game two, yes. Yep. Game yep. two, yep. They went up by two goals. So, like, they can get the scoring there. They can get past Bobrovsky. It's just... Two it's, goals isn't enough to win a game in the NHL right. anymore. you got to have at least three or four. Exactly. It's getting there and trying to keep getting more and staying defensively and offensively sound. Florida's forecheck is just so fucking good. It's nuts, dude. Like, they're just in the defensive zone, causing turnovers, creating havoc, like, and not getting caught and stuck up there on the breakout if they don't make something happen. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. You ready to give our picks? Yeah. I have Toronto in six games in this series, and you have Florida in seven. Mm -hmm. So we will see which one, which way this takes us. We have Florida leading the series two to nothing as of Saturday, twelve forty-five a.m. I honestly believe Florida is going to ride this heat stick. I, th- I, I, they look like the most playoff team out of all the playoff out of teams. all the playoff teams right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carolina Hurricanes look fucking great, but Florida Panthers are just they're just fucking on the heat stick. Um, I think the Oilers look good too. Yeah, true. Um. But what I wanted to say was, uh, fuck, we're we talking about. <laughs> I, just, I just lost my fucking train of thought there for a second. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. For anyone who's been wa- listening to the podcast, watching the podcast, everyone's been shitting on me since the beginning of the season, since before the season, where I fucking wrote Toronto Maple Leafs. When you were talking about before the season, where you're just like, dude, Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be like up there, one of the best teams in the fucking league. And everyone, I had co- we had comments on my fucking YouTube. We had comments one on- One of the best is fair. Making them the best is one, not I fair. I said one of the no, best. No, you made them the first in the division. Oh. Well, I would have been fucking close if the Boston Bruins weren't fucking yeah. insane. But- I, I had him up there, and people why? were just like... You just didn't have a reason why. You said, that's my random curveball, throw-it-out-there pick. I didn't say... Well, I did say random curveball, but 
I think because I thought Matt Murray at the time was going to have a <laughs> fucking bounce back season. You have Ilya Samsonov coming in from, uh, which, yeah, which ended up being a choke, from uh, the Washington Capitals. I was like, maybe they have some good goaltending. Maybe Matt Murray has a rebound season where he could be the Matt Murray of old. We're yeah. not getting into it. Yeah, fucking Austin Matthews. On to the next Bonner, series. Fucking ready to go. I was close. <coughs> this, they're in they're round two, buddy. They're about to exit round two, but they're in round two. I don't know if they're about to exit. I think this one could go the distance. This is why I got Florida Panthers winning. I think I think Toronto Maple Leafs. They're uh, this is where this is where it all ends for them. That's my. Thought. I think they already won their Stanley Cup by getting out of the first round, though. They're they're all set. They're happy. <laughs> That's all we needed. It's like that fucking meme I shit you. <laughs> yeah. Like every meme ever. Like every, every meme, meme every ever hockey from fans ever made. Yep, exactly. All right, on to the next series: Carolina versus New Jersey. Uh, we do have the Carolina Hurricanes leading this series two to nothing. Game one was a five to one trouncing, trouncing mm-hmm. by the Hurricanes over the Devils, and game two was another six to one beating. Carolina is fucking annihilating New Jersey right now, and I think it goes to show experience beats young talent. Yeah, and that's no, exactly you, what it that's is. That's exactly what the fuck it is, and it's Rob Brindamore, and it's his fucking team, and again. For like the tenth time, where we were just like, we just don't talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, it was because they were just one of the top fucking teams in the league that just kind of was like, we're doing our thing, we're gonna fucking go underneath the sort of underneath all the like the radar here and just fucking do our thing into the playoffs, and that's exactly what the fuck they're doing. And my God, against like the New Jersey Devils too, they are fucking ripping them apart. Kara Schmid, who we were fucking praising, uh, they're just all over fucking him. They're all over the team just in general. <coughs> Got to come back to earth at some point, I think. You know? Yep. Um, for that last game, we're watching the highlights for, and a lot of those goals, for the most part, can't. I, I don't know, just kind of rough ones for a Kara Schmid. There's a few that are just like yeah, I can blame it on him, but for the most part, it was just like breakaways left and right. It was just Carolina fucking just breaking through the New Jersey Devils and getting all the opportunities that can get on them. And it's like, wow. They're like really showing their true colors right now. I think both of these teams are run and gun. And like once they get down, they kind of stay down. You know, like the Devils have been here before. They were down 2 nothing to the Rangers. They lost both the first two games 5-1. to So they're basically in the exact same boat they were in in the first round. You really just got to hope that you can bounce back uh, at home when the the series goes back there yep. and and tie this back up, but um, I think that in game three we are definitely going to see Vitek Vanacek. You had Schmid in there for games one and two. Mm. I want to say he let in maybe four and four, and they put Vanacek Something in at like the end. Yeah. So I, I think the it's again another team. It's going to come down to goaltending at the end of the day, and I think the Hurricanes might have this one sorted out. Mm. Both of us have picked the Har- Hurricanes, Hurricanes to win in six games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll see where this one takes us. Oh, this could be a sweep. Potential. Potential sweep. Might be the first sweep of the uh, playoffs. Yeah, maybe. we did not have any sweeps in the first round. No, so. not at all. But, uh, I don't know, maybe New Jersey can sneak one in. Maybe they can't. Maybe the Carolina Hurricanes is going to fucking fly through them. Uh, but, man alive. Watching this series, you're just like, Wow. A couple like, of frauds showing up for the New Jersey Devils, too. Uh, Jesper Brad, I don't think, has Brad. done too much in the playoffs. Uh, Timo Meyer. Timo and there's Meyer's one other big name that hasn't really done anything for them. I can't think of who it is, but the the Devils have kind of disappeared a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Marino's helped out a bit coming in from the Pittsburgh Penguins here, but yeah, there's been a few Devils here that just haven't really. And it doesn't look good for the Devils to 
as you're talking about bouncing back between goalies, like you, you yeah. have your goalie yep. and you fucking you stick with them. But the fact that both these games, both of these games, it was just like start. It, it was start um, Schmid, and then like second period. All right, put Vitek Vanacek in, and second game exact same shit. It's like yeah, yeah. That's why I think game three they're gonna do it different. You know, the first game it makes sense. Let's get him out early. He's a little rattled. Let's put Vanacek in. He can rest up, you know, for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Schmidt can come back in fresh for game two. Now you've had the same thing happen twice. So guess what, Vanacek? You're going to be starting next game, you know? Yep. That's what I think, at least. Yeah. And it's really nothing. For both goalies, it's <laughs> uh, – his might just take. It, it's nothing on both goalies. I, I don't think at this – at for me personally, I don't think. Because it's just like the Carolina Hurricanes, again, just – Offensively, he's just fucking all over him. I think it's something gotta... on both goalies. I think it's one of you needs to fucking figure it out and step up and, you know, have some consistency. We can't be losing a game five to one and then come back and win a game five, five to, one. to one. Like, yeah. get it the fuck together, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, they have two, hopefully, two games to figure it out unless they get fucking swept. So, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, want to move on to our, uh, our Vegas Golden Knights here? Yeah, we got Vegas and Edmonton. Uh, this series is a one nothing lead for Vegas in a 6-4 to game that was kind of nuts the other night. Yeah. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl scored all four goals for the Edmonton Oilers, and no one else really did anything to get them on the scoreboard. Uh, Dreisaitl was asked about this after the game, and they said, you, you like, at least looking at this in, in a positive light, like, it doesn't happen very often that someone scores four goals in a playoff game. He mm-hmm. said, just shut it down immediately. No, we fucking lost. We like, fucking lost, I yeah. don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. No, so. playoff hockey, yeah, you don't you don't give a shit. As long as as long as the scoreboard's up there. But um Vegas Golden Knights looking fucking solid. Though so these games these games are gonna be fucking tight. Like I, I cannot from this first game that we saw, I think these these are gonna be tight games. I know Leon Drysaddle had all four all four goals, but I think this I I still say Especially in the playoffs, the first game of like the first series against each other are all feel out games. Yep, hundred percent. Like, you either get fucking lit the fuck up, or it's just gonna be tight games, and people are just like afraid to like make moves. But after that first game, you're just like, all right, I'm comfortable with this series. Second game is where you're gonna see both teams like really fucking at it. And uh, I think they're gonna be tight, as in like the scores are gonna be close. Yeah. But I think this is gonna be the highest scoring um, series out of all of them, just because. The Oilers' high-flying offense. Their power play is clicking at 56%. Mm-hmm. The Vegas Golden Knights have been able to put the puck in the back of the net. So yep. I think that this series is going to produce the most goals. Like 6-5, five, 5 Yeah, goals. big yeah, ones. But I do ones. think within like one or two goals every game almost. This is going to be good. I have Vegas uh, fucking... Do I? Yeah, yep. you got Vegas, Vegas yeah. in six, and I have Edmonton in six. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, I think the only problem... The, the reason why I have Vegas in six is because um, I like Lauren Persuade here. And he's been doing pretty well for the Vegas Golden Knights, holding their holding their own. But my thought with Edmonton is their goaltending, uh, again, with every other fucking team we talk about. You know, fucking Stuart Skinner, who stepped up in a big who way. stepped up in a big way. But if he all of a sudden for some reason gets cold as shit, and you have Jack Campbell, who is just okay at best, like what the what the fuck do you do? You can have this high score, and you can have the Connor McDavid. You can have the Leon Dreisaitl. But 
If, Le- if Leon Dreisaitl fucking scores, and then, like, two seconds later, Vegas comes back with another fucking shit goal let in by Jack Campbell, then it really doesn't fucking mm-hmm. matter. You know, you need that fucking solid goaltending. That's why I think Vegas Golden Knights are going to take uh, the Edmonton Oilers here. And I think this fucking postseason, offseason, Edmonton Oilers fucking management needs to get, pull their fucking heads out of their ass and actually look at goaltending here. Because as a team, defensively, for the most part, defensively and offensively, you guys are fucking fine. It's just goaltending. Well, I think in the offseason, they did do that. They brought in Jack Campbell, who was statistically one of the best goalies in the regular season last year in, in Toronto. And I thought it was crazy for Toronto to even move on from him, but I guess it made sense for Toronto, and it seems like it didn't really make sense for the Edmonton Oilers. I always thought Jack Campbell was like a, a backup type goaltender. Like, I never saw him as like a starter. I know you said, I know he had statistically like one of the better seasons that he's had, but I just... Yeah, you see Jack Campbell, you're like, dude, this, this, there's no fucking way this dude's a starter. And to pay him as much as they have, it's just like, wow. Like, holy shit. That's surprising. I swear to God, you were all over Jack Campbell. You thought he was sick. I mean, he walks his cat on a leash like a fucking weirdo, so I thought you were all about that. <laughs> I thought you were like, this guy's a goalie <laughs> guy, cr- through and through. This guy's a leg. Like my kind of guy right holy now. Holy shit. And why, I see you out in Dorchester <laughs> walking the bunny down the street with the leash on, you know? <laughs> Like, this guy's a Jack Campbell's junior. Holy God. <laughs> oh, Can you shit. imagine if I, my, my rabbit's name is Steve. Can you imagine, imagine me with, like, Steve on a fucking leash? I know. It'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, hold on, I'm going to look up Jack Campbell here. Yeah, Jack Campbell. Was it last year for the... Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. Uh, 0.914 save percentage, 2.64 GAA. How many games played? Uh, a 49 32, games 49. played. That's a heavy That's load. A fucking heavy load for him. Holy shit. Um, good for him. He had five shutouts in the uh, in that 49 too. Yeah, he actually played really fucking well. Actually, that's the best statistically he's had in his career, to be honest. I think the other 2018-2019 was the other most games he's played with 31. But, yep, here he is with the Edmonton Oilers this year with 36 games played. Wow, he played more fucking games in Toronto last year than he did today this year. Yeah, he was the clear starter there. But this year, um, he kind of fell off early. Like, I I banked on him in my playoffs, I mean, in my uh, fantasy league, Uh, and he just never really showed up. So Stuart Skinner kind of took the role from him a little, but he was still a pretty bad goalie as well. I think this is where the high goal scoring comes in for a Jack Campbell here. 21 wins, 9 losses, Four overtime losses, but he has a point eight 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 save percentage and a three point four one GAA. I think it's also less defense. Well, no, T- Toronto doesn't have great Toronto defense. Great defense either, but some defense with them too. But I don't know. But yeah, that's my thought with the Jack Campbell. Yeah, I think I just don't see him as a star. That's just my personal opinion here. Hmm. Well, to think, holy shit, round one. Drafted round one, eleventh overall in twenty ten to the Dallas Stars. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. They must have traded him immediately. Did he play a game for the Stars, or was he in the minors? <clears throat> he played uh, one game for the Dallas Stars. Sixty minutes, let up six goals. Oh boy, <laughs> the Malcolm Subban special. <laughs> All right, on to the Good last man. series here: uh, Seattle versus Dallas. Uh, we have a one to one series here. We had a five four overtime winner from the Seattle Kraken. And then a 4-2 to two win for the Dallas Stars in Game 2. Joe Pavelski with the Leon Dreisaitl special, four goals in one game. Fuck yeah. First time in NHL history that 
uh, two players in back-to-back nights had four goals. Mm-hmm. He also became the oldest player in NHL history to have four goals in a playoff game at the age of 38. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize Pavelski was that old. He but. also got right back into the lineup, which was nice. Uh, Sagan stepped up in a big way first round, taking over the net front role on the power play. And Pavelski, you saw that tip-in goal that he had mm-hmm. in his spot, kind of driving to the net. The guy has the best hand-eye in the league. He practices it all the time. So yeah. uh, very cool to see. It's good to see them, uh, you know, fight back a little bit. Yeah. Um, both of us have Seattle winning this series. You have them in seven, and I have them in six. I am not very confident in my pick. I think I was kind of blinded by the fact that Seattle took down the <laughs> Colorado Avalanche. the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche mm-hmm. and said, like, wow, this team's something special. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe the depth of the stars is going to be more of a factor like it was last round. I think Ottinger and Nett is always a factor. Oh, yeah. And I think um, uh, who the hell is the coach? Is it Pete DeBoer back there? Pete DeBoer, uh, I yeah. think that he's able to figure out and make some good adjustments in the lineup uh, mm-hmm. once he gets to know a team a little bit. Nice. This is... This is a team where uh, goaltending is fucking perfect on both ends. Philip Grubauer is the fucking Grubauer of old back in like Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche era. He's looking really fucking good. Eight goals yeah. against in two games. Sorry, right. don't worry about it. And uh, Jake Ottinger also looking good. Seven goals against in two games. Don't worry about it. No, nope. this is just this is just a high scoring game. High scoring. High scoring. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Series. Series. It's going to be like just like the Edmonton Oilers of Vegas Golden Knights here. So okay. just let it be. Let all it right. be. Okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. That's o- all. Ottinger and Grubauer are equal to Skinner and Brassois. Sure. Whatever you want to say. That's what you're saying. Oh, no, no. I think they're better than Skinner and statistically, Brassois. Statistically, though, looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll Eight see. goals against, we're seven only, goals we're only, against. We're only two Ks in. Let, let, okay. let them figure it out. Let them we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, so Gru and Jake Ottinger, I look at all. Uh, I was looking at both of them uh, when we were doing the picks there for uh, for this series, and uh, I, I mean, I looked at them and I also like thought about the team just in general, and I I took the Kraken overall. I think Dallas Stars are fucking great. I think they're just uh, when you watch them. That's what I'm like. I'm trying to say. <coughs> Seattle Kraken is a team where they can shut you the fuck down. They might not have the speed, but if they're on you, like they're gonna slow you the fuck down. And Dallas Stars are a fast-paced like group. Like Tyler Sagan, um, that whole fucking first line, second line. If you've seen it a few times in in the series so far. Where if there's like a little crack in like the defense of the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars can break away, they're fucking flying out like the other end, and that's when that's when the Seattle Kraken have an issue. But for the most part, if Seattle Kraken can shut that fucking door down, where like they can cut down their speed and cut them from get getting getting some breakouts here, I think that's when the Seattle Kraken's really gonna fucking hold the door against the Dallas Stars here, and that's why I have the Dell that's why I have the uh, Seattle Kraken taking this series. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where this one goes. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, this is the one series that I'm not confident in. I think this one can go either way. Honestly, this is uh, probably the closest matchup another, out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, another one either way. Yep, exactly. I'm with you on that. But yeah, I got, I got Seattle. Yeah, how, how, what do I have Seattle in seven? You seven, said seven. Yep. Yeah, that's why I thought it could go either way. Like that's why I was like, oh, this, this is gonna go seven regardless. I think in my head. 
But uh, it's going to be a fun fucking round two. Uh, it's, it's exactly like round one. Um, these rounds are fucking flying by as well. Yeah, it honestly gets a little easier to track now that there's only two or maybe one game on a day, a night. So mm. uh, I do like the second round a lot for that reason. Mm, exactly. But I don't know. So it really just started for the both of us. Uh, so kind of just like take the first two games and uh, talk about it from there. But uh, by next week, we'll have probably midway through all this, and we'll have like an actual actual breakdown of like what these teams look like against each other, and maybe maybe we'll have a uh, sweep. Maybe we won't have a sweep. Maybe these maybe our thoughts from this week are going to be completely different from next week. That's, could be, could be. But uh, ready for some news around the league? Yeah. Uh, the Calgary Flames have fired their head coach Daryl Sutter. And since that has happened, multiple Flames players have rescinded their trade requests uh, per this news. This is the old type, old school coaching. Can't say we didn't see it coming. Yep, you're right. Uh, this is the old school coaching ways uh, dying out in the NHL. Uh, I think this screams, I think that's what this screams out a lot. Is he coming back? That's a good question. He's, he's getting either, paid he, for two more years. He's either going to come back to a different team or he's going to join fucking TBS or TNT. No, I don't think so. I <laughs> You think he'd really no, join? No. Oh, okay, good. All right. That was a joke. Was a joke. I was gonna, right over my head cuz uh, I'm like, yeah, dude, no. no fucking way. That guy hates the media. No, I was going to be his least re- favorite thing to do. I was going to be realistic and say he's going to go back to the farm, but I'm like, nah, it'd be funny if he's I just definitely going to go back he's to the farm, dude. Right back to the he's getting farm. paid for the next 2 years anyways. He's going to go make fucking millions Fuck, to yeah, sit on the farm, dude. Shit. Yeah, he's going he's going right back to the farm just hanging out. Yeah, I can't see Daryl Sutter getting um that's nuts. I wonder who they'll bring in for next season. It'll be interesting to see. I think the Flames, the Jets, and the Canucks are going to be very fun teams to watch and see what they end up doing this next season. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pivotal pivotal years for these um, these organizations. Is pivotal a word? I think it's a word. Yeah, pivotal is a word. Right, yeah, cool. No, you're right. I wanted to say pivotable, and I'm like, that's not a word. <laughs> I think it is a word, but it's not what I'm looking for. It's like that commercial, Liberty Bibbity. Liberty Bibbity. Bibbity Bibbity. Um, but... Did we talk about the fucking Flames at all? I don't think I don't know if we did, but the Flames have been great the past two seasons. It was just so bad this season. It was just so weird to see them kind of just shit the bed this season Mm -hmm. and not get into the playoffs. It's like what they were fringe. They were on the edge. They almost got in, but I think the world's better off with them out based on like the teams that got in. You know, yeah, right. And uh, we kind of want to look back at that Matthew Kachuk trade where Harry is now in Florida Panthers really kind of showing showing his true colors and be like, hey, I'm in the playoffs and you guys aren't. Yep, yep, But sure. um, Yeah, interesting. We'll see what the hell happens with the uh, Calgary Flames there. One other little update, too, if you're ready for it. The yep. Washington Capitals have signed Ivan Miroshnichenko to a three-year entry-level deal. Uh, Ivan beat Hodgkin's lymphoma last year, and during his fight received a call from Mario Lemieux, who was supporting him through his fight. Uh, Ivan was the Capitals' 2022 first-round pick, uh, 20th overall. I wanted to put that in there because I saw the name, and I I messaged you. I'm like, did we not talk about this dude? And we did. We talked about him last year on the podcast about him, uh, a Capitals first round pick, uh, battling uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And we never had a uh, 
a follow-up on him. But it's great to see that he beat it. It's actually really cool as shit to see Mario Lemieux out of fucking nowhere just, like, come and be like, hey, like, give him a call, being, like, buddies with him, be like, you know, we're here for you. Um, especially for a guy that has nothing to do with the fucking Washington, Washington Capitals organization what the fuck soever. So great for him. It's great for him to beat cancer. It's great for him to get that three of Dale into the NHL and like keeping that dream alive. So I wanted to throw this in there as a big positive because I feel like, uh, this year, uh, the podcast, especially to the end of the episodes, we always have, we always have something like sad news shit to say, but this is a big positive here. Be cancer and get that three year deal in the NHL, buddy. This is that's the dream. Yeah, he's going to be a factor too. He was awesome in the Holinka Gretzky Cup up north too. Mm-hmm. So good to see. So be on the lookout for this dude. Uh, that's all I got to say. But we'll, I guess we'll we'll see next year or maybe uh, during the off season. Sometimes in the off season, the NHL will put out like some uh, scouting camps, like stats and shit, and see how they're doing. But uh, let's move on here to um, we have some finalists for the. Um, Three awards here: the Selkie, the Calder, and the Norris. And so for the Selkie Award, uh, the three finalists are Patrice Bergeron, Nico Hischier, and Mitch Marner. For the Calder, we have Matty Benier. Uh, 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 let's slow down. Let's slow down. Let's Who slow do you think is going to win it? Okay, all right. I want to. I want to see that too. I, I still think Patrice Bergeron is going to win. You the think Selkie. so? Yep. Uh, Who you got? I think it's going to be Nico Hischier. Okay. Actually, you know what? With how good the Bruins were this season, I don't think it can't be Bergeron. I think you're right. I mean, they they broke records. They they're the best team in the regular season. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is going to be Bergeron. Why were you thinking Nico Hischier before? Uh, because the Devils were red hot this season, and oh, yeah. he's kind of like that unsung guy for them, and mm-hmm. I think that's why, because he's playing that two-way game, kind of like the Anze Kopitar out in L.A., you know what I mean? Right. I think it, it, it probably should have been him, and next year when Bergeron retires, if the Devils can do just as good as they did this year, Hischier can be up for that mm-hmm. award and okay. probably take it home. Like your mindset was uh but I think this would be a good send off for the Patrice Bergeron who uh we believe I, at I this think point. he should fucking rename the award after him how many times he's won it. It's nuts. <laughs> I think this is the, think? might be the eighth time, right? Yeah, it's he's, crazy. He's fucking gone it. But uh let's move on here to the Calder. Manny Beniers, uh Stuart Skinner, and Owen Powers. Uh, my, I'm leaning on Manny Beniers. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Manny Beniers by far and away. Yeah, uh, Owen Power did great things in the short time he was in the league. Yeah, but I don't think he was in long enough to take it from Manny Beniers. Manny Beniers tailed off to the end of the season too, but um, and I don't think Stuart Skinner really <coughs> impressed here. You know, <laughs> down the stretch. No, not at all. Uh, Owen Power is in the future is gonna fucking impress. I yes. think he's got a. I think he's got a very bright career with the Buffalo Sabres. But Potential as, for the Calder next year. Yep. Uh, but as for this year, I think Matty Beniers with the uh, Seattle Kraken is the fucking go-to guy here. Uh, and for the Norris Trophy finalists this year, Eric Carlson, Adam Fox, your boy, and Kale McCarr are the finalists. And you got to fucking lean Eric Carlson, who has had a one career year and two defensemen. NHL career, yeah, would you say? Yeah, yeah, he set a ton of records this yeah. season, especially for points. Um, this is definitely one of those cases where I think the Norris needs to be split up into an offensive defenseman and a defensive, defensive defenseman defensive. category because yeah. you do have the Rocket Richard and then you have the Selkie. Ooh. So it's like the offensive forward and the defensive forward. I think it makes sense to have that on the back end too. But I think it's Carlson's by far and away. Just an incredible season for what he's done. Yeah. McCarr has missed a lot of time this year. Yes, he's probably still arguably the best defenseman in the NHL. Oh, yeah. And Fox is probably number two. But just to see what Carlson did on a team that 
Really wasn't expecting that wasn't from him this good. season. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. And for the money he was getting, yeah, again, the money he was getting paid. But, yeah, Eric Carlson was just on a fucking heat stick all goddamn season. It yeah. was just wild. So oh. we're in agreement on all three awards. Um, and I think that there's not going to be too much, you know, um, controversy about it. I think those three guys are going to win the three awards and take yeah. them home. I feel like all the listeners are just like, yeah, that makes yeah, it's kind of lay up, yeah. lay up for those ones. Yep. Whoop. There you go. Put it in the fucking hoop, and then here you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. Uh, we do have some competition for the Ottawa Senators. Snoop Dogg has joined a buying group D-O-W-G. trying to compete with Ryan Reynolds to become the face of that organization. Snoop wants to uh, buy the team and be a part owner because he wants to see uh, he wants kids that are growing up to see that people that look like him can get in the game and play hockey. And I think that's a, that's a awesome. great valiant cause and I think mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I think Snoop Dogg should have a good chance to be the owner. Uh, I don't really lean one way or the other. I think either one of these guys would be great faces for the organization. 1, Snoop's been a big face for the NHL since I want to say 2018. Oh, yeah. He started doing like uh, game broadcasts in LA. Mm-hmm. He did like on the NHL video games, you could get him as an announcer. Um, he's just all about the NHL, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's cool for uh, the league to get you know, like a, a black celebrity outside of the NHL to endorse it this way and mm-hmm. try and promote the game and grow it. Right. He said a lot about building hockey in the community in Ottawa as well, which I thought was, you know, obviously awesome. very charitable and yep. definitely the way that you should go about growing the game. Obviously, you mm-hmm. start with the youth and uh, the future. Mm-hmm. And he's done twice, I think that I know of, maybe three times, where uh, they let him um, they let him broadcast or commentate for a whole period. Um, yeah, uh, like color L- commentary. L- yeah. Color commentary on a uh, LA Kings game, mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you, go on YouTube, look it up. It's Snoop's electric. It's, it's the fucking best ever. Just like he's the man. He loves. Uh, I didn't realize he's a huge Jonathan Quick fan. Uh, I guess anytime Jonathan Quick was making a save, he was just all over. He goes, "Yeah, buddy, fucking get that save." You know, yep, yep. it's like he was fucking great. So, um, at first, when you see Snoop Dogg going for like a hockey team, you, like your first thought is like, "Oh, that's weird." But then when you actually put like your mind to it, you're like, "Oh, this makes fucking sense." Like, holy shit! So you either get the meme Ryan Reynolds or you get uh, Snoop Doggy Dog here. But no I'm wrong not- answers. No, no wrong answers. But these these two are like the best picks here that I think fans, I think everyone just wants for the Ottawa Senators here. I think even the Ottawa Senators fans are just like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay with either one of these. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool to see. I would like to see both of them just like collab, you know, like instead of just like, uh, instead of like uh, Ryan Reynolds going for it and Snoop Dogg going for it, like it'd be cool for them to just like get together and be like, let's go for it together. The only thing I think is they're with different like, Companies, like money backers. Yeah. So I think if like Snoop loses, he's gonna lean more heavily into the LA Kings organization. But if Ryan Reynolds loses, I think he'll almost like fade into the sunset and not really be as involved. As involved. You know, yeah. in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're gonna end this uh, episode off. I don't. Think, I don't think I have anything else to say. We're gonna end this episode off on a uh, positive note. Actually, a fucking cool note. So I've actually been watching I Double IHF uh, has been on YouTube lately, putting up like live video, uh, live videos of uh, games for Group B matchups for the World Champions uh, World Championship. I, think I was watching like Japan versus Ukraine at one point. That was fucking interesting. Like you just see like random t- Italy versus uh, Czech. 
was it? Oh no, Italy versus Slovakia, and uh, that was actually a really fucking fun ass game to and just fun ass game to watch. If you're on YouTube, just go IH, double IHF World Championship. Like that's their actual YouTube, and uh, they keep all the um, uh, the live streams up there for you to watch. It's actually really cool. Probably like 24 hours too, because they're on like the other side of the, the world. Other side you know of the world, I mean? yeah. No, I thought it was really cool. Actually, I took a screenshot <laughs> of it, so I'll put it up uh, uh, here down for everyone. They have a uh, go, not GoPros, but they have cameras on the helmets of like the referees. So anytime they blow it, they'll go to like the mm-hmm. camera and it's actually pretty cool there was like a massive scrum I think versus I think this is the Italy game there was a massive scrum like fucking everyone just on each other and you got to see like the point of view of like the refs trying to like break up these fights and, like oh this is really actually really fucking cool but um with the IIHF uh Iranian women's hockey is the first ever women's sport to be broadcasted on Iranian television which is fucking huge uh the team's so, apparently been kicking ass too right yeah. i think they had like some crazy record some some big record there i wonder if i can get it up if you want to no no <laughs> no you don't write it down it's it's gone thanks thanks we thanks don't need any dead air <laughs> well well you guys can google it if you want i didn't, I didn't google <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah dude I, I, this is fucking awesome for uh just uh women's sports especially for iran too that's it's that's fucking massive one for just the sport of hockey two for um uh, women's sports in general in iran too so that's 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 just awesome shit to see so um, it's crazy that that's the first women's professional sport to be broadcast in their country before soccer, which before I think would soccer. be way bigger, or any other sport, basketball is pretty big out that way. Like mm-hmm. that, hockey becomes the first broadcasted one. Wow. But I think, like I said, I think that shines on how good that Iranian women's hockey team is. Yep, fucking cruising through, buddy. But with that said, uh, let's do a shot to them. Yeah, it's fucking cool as shit to see. Uh, actually, you know you what? Coming by tomorrow to help me do my lawn, bro. I gotta work, buddy. I gotta. Yeah, I know on the lawn. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what you meant. I gotta I'll wake pay up you and... in Corona premieres. <laughs> I'm gonna call out right now. All right, perfect. Ready to fucking do that? Cheers, bud. Cheers, bud. <coughs> right before I hit this, I thought about what I've been drinking. That was a weird fucking coma right there. Yeah. Oh man, what have you had? You had the Corona. Corona premieres. premieres. That's it. That's Just it. Corona premieres. And the nips. And the nips. Why is that such a weird taste? The menthol minty. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Sorry. Sorry. Lip smacking goodness. Ugh. All right. Well, I got to get the fuck. I got to get to bed. I got I to gotta 20-minute drive back home, get like a little nap in, and then you got to do dad things tomorrow. Yeah, you should just sleep on the car right home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta, dude. I gotta do so much dad stuff tomorrow. It's crazy. It's nuts. And I don't think I'm gonna have any time to get any of it done. No, you got time. Yeah, but I think she's gonna. My wife's gonna be like, "Come hang out because it's family day." Oh, because she's day she's off too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she's not usually off, which is why I'm able to go out and do the yard things. Oh, you got Sunday. What we'll about see. Sunday? I got I got work. You work. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, we'll see. I'll visit you at Maybe. work Sunday. Yeah. No. No. Hey, how about you come by the house and help me with the yard Sunday? That's a great idea, Matt. We'll put we'll put Saturday off till Sunday. Matt can come. You know I have Sunday off, which That's is perfect. That, which I'll hurts. buy you pancakes. I'm in. There we go. Sold. 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 
that's 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 how easy that's how easy you're able to buy (laughs) pancakes fuck that's what's up i've been uh i've been had on the fucking podcast right now full belly it sounds good to me no, what's uh, what do the women say? Just like uh, know how to get to, uh, you know how to get to a yeah, man's, key to a man's heart. heart. Yeah, it's just through the stomach. His stomach. Yeah, yep, fuck yeah. There you go. Nice they job. got it. They understand. But you want to call us out? Yeah. With that being said, thanks everyone for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description. Shout out again to Corona Premier, locale, low carb. Pick it up today at your local liquor store, oh, and yeah. we'll see you all next week. Bye guys. Peace.